office box is a box of chocolates Would I know to stay away? What's that? Hand off his box is a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike, and Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. So the question is, how do you make fast food slow? Well, you could make mass-produced food and deliver it really, really slowly, but there are better ways. There's a local restaurant here in Ann Arbor that's got its own interesting way of interesting way of making fast food slow. But in the meantime, I don't think Joe Tex can wait for that, so we better uh, feed him right now. Ham, hock, pork, chops, collard greens, and polypop. Candied yams, cornbread, and cabbage on the side of yum, yum. Red beans and potties, meat of five left banana cake makes everything on me. Yum yum. Woo-hoo, yum yum. Yeah. That's what my new Jersey baby's gonna fix for me when I get home. Oh, you think she ain't, but she is. And onion rings, Georgia peaches, cottage cheese, lettuce and whipped cream. Yum, yum. Yum, yum. That's what my new Jersey baby's gonna fix for me when I get home. French fried, black eyed, ball corn and chicken thighs, gumbo, rice pudding, buttermilk is fine. Yum, yum. You think she ain't, but she is. That's Joe Tex, and that's Yum Yum, perhaps the two greatest words in the English language. This is Pandora's Lunchbox and WCBN. So what about this fast food slow? Well, there's a restaurant called Grange. Yes, there is, in Ann Arbor. And... I talked to the chef and owner of, of Grange, Brandon Johns, about what they're doing. What is this thing called uh, fast food slow anyway? Well, this is something we are repeating this year. We did it once last year, too, for the month of February. And what we do at Grange is we recreate kind of classic uh, fast food, junk food type items from local ingredients from scratch for the whole month of uh, February. And we change them each week. So something that's... People have a lot of fun eating junk food, I guess. You know, chicken nuggets pop them into your mouth. Chicken wings or such, you just, they're small, they're quick, they're tasty. But what's, what's your interest in making them a little different? 
Well, uh, we do. Who doesn't like fast food, junk food, except for the 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 problems with how the animals are raised and the quality of the ingredients and uh, the nutrition value all pretty pretty low in the junk food fast yeah, food yeah. realm so we we just wanted to make from scratch with real good ingredients real local and uh, that's since that's our focus here at Grange obviously and just have some fun with it so what are some of the uh, fast slow food items you have well last week was the the, the Mac takeoff which was always our most popular and that's uh, we just Sold a ton of those and mac and cheese. Uh, Big Mac. Oh, oh, that kind of mac. Don't serious mac. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so we're also going to do a little takeoff on the Arby's uh, beef and cheddar later on this week. Uh, We'll probably get to some Coney dogs. We're also doing ice cream sandwiches uh, for dessert this week. Um, Spam is our uh, is our starter this week, which is always fun to make and. We always sing the spam song from Monty Python as well in the kitchen any, all week long, so that makes it more fun. So how do people find out about the different uh, slow food items? Slow, fast food, slow. It takes me a while to get the hang of it. Fast food, slow items. Well, we uh, obviously have a fake Facebook page where we post them as uh, right before they come up. Um, we all, everybody can look at our website, grangekitchenandbar.com as well. We post them fairly frequently. And, uh, but Facebook is the easiest way to go for most update information. Okay. Now, some of the stuff on your menu, I would say, is a kind of comfort food as well. Uh, I know you have uh, poutine, which is a, a Quebec comfort food. Yes, we do. It's kind of, I don't know if it, it's just kind of what we like to cook here. I don't know if I call it comfort food or not. I guess that's what it is. But definitely poutine is a, a French-Canadian comfort food if there ever was one. Um, but we also do, especially this time of year, it seems to more, com- you, you, you kind of gear yourself that way just because of the weather and things like that. More slow-cooked braises and, and home-cooked meals type thing. Yeah, I noticed that when I ate at a Harvey's in Windsor, they had, that's where I first saw poutine. It had, you have your French fries, and you dump some gravy and some cheese curds on it, and you have comfort food. But uh, you use uh, duck confit. How, could you describe what duck confit is for people who might not know? Absolutely. Duck confit is a way to, they used to do before refrigeration, they would preserve meats, duck, pork especially, by salting them and then cooking them in rendered fat, rendered duck fat, and then storing them in the root cellar, for instance, and they would last at 50 degrees for months. And so, and besides that, they would develop all kinds of great flavors. So that's what confit is, and and that is what we do for the duck poutine here. French fries, goat cheese curd from uh, a local goat cheese maker in Tecumseh, uh, Four Corners Creamery, and uh, whom he makes curd for us. We shred some duck duck meat in there, make gravy from the duck bones, and it's, it's, it's been popular from day one. And that's something that you can get sometimes in the dinner, but also with the Sunday brunch, is that correct? Yeah, we do slap a couple eggs on there and call it a brunch poutine, and that's been pretty popular, and, and that's absolutely something that's on our menu all the time. So we talked a little bit about uh, you know, what makes fast food slow uh, in some way, what the, how it improves, if you weigh in fast food in terms of uh, locally sourced ingredients. What Speaking of which, what are some of your basic ideas behind the Grange? What um, what does the Grange mean to you? What's what's your mission for the Grange? Well, when we opened, I I got into the local food or at least seasonal food years ago, and it becomes seasonal. Ultimately, it's just local. So what's in season around you is not what's in season in California. So that's kind of, I wanted to build a restaurant around seasonal food and local food, and that's what we do. We 
up to you know in the height of August every 90, 90 cents on every dollar we spend including olive oil and the things that are impossible to get here is spent within 120 miles of here and even this time of year it's probably closer to 70 percent 65 percent which for February is, is crazy um, you know, we work hard doing it we meet a lot of people doing it and it's been a, it's been a great experience and we'll continue to do so no matter no matter what if we have another restaurant we're going to source all ingredients the same way even though it might not be quite so focused as this is as far as seasonal. And you have time for one more question? Sure. Uh, I've noticed on your website you can take the cursor over it and see where a lot of the ingredients come from and you have links to those websites. Uh, uh, why do you do that? What's your, what's your idea for that? Absolutely. Well, we always, we list on our menus where everything we get comes from so people understand what we're, what we're doing and also to just give recognition to those farms that are, work hard and the farmers that do that. Um, on our website, that's actually done by Real Times Farms, which is a great website that focuses on local food and being able to, to source it. And they have tons of farms in Michigan, Brooklyn, New York. They're becoming really national. And so one of their things that they do, that they set that up for us. So they did all the work for that, and we could just, all they do is input where duck comes from and put back 40 acres on there or wherever it is and it comes up and it's really good it, I think it tells a story and that's that's what we kind of wanted to do when we opened this place is tell you know there's always a story behind your food where food comes from at least from this restaurant and uh in real times farms that's one of their goals too is to tell a story where we're about the farms and the farmers anything else you'd like to add uh no I don't think so just okay. that that's it it's fast food all month and we're we're having fun with it well, I'd like to get you back to your uh, beer dinner. Uh, well, I appreciate that. I'm a little behind, so. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time. Sure. Just talking there to Brandon Johns of the Grange. That actually, their Grange. There's no the. I don't think. It's it's there's no the, but. GrangeKitchenAndBar.com is where you can find out more about their fast food slow. You can also go to Grange Kitchen and Bar at Facebook. And looking here on their website, Grange Kitchen and Bar, I, it's kind of fun. Maybe you can get a five-year-old to do this and just put... You're looking at... Here's an example. Here's potato, onion, soup, bacon, house-made chili sauce. You put over potato and it says... Steinhauser Farms or Shelters, Shetlers Organic Produce. So those are a couple of places to get their potatoes. Duck confit comes from Culver Duck. You look at their pork belly, that comes from back 40 acres. So you can go to the website at Grange Kitchen and Bar and see all the different places where they get their food locally sourced. When you click on duck, you get the Culver Duck, and then you click on that and you get to the website of Culver Duck, and it says they have something called Quack on a Rack. Just so you know. So that's what they're all about. You can find out more again at Grange Kitchen and Bar on the Facebook page and also at the website, grangekitchenandbar.com. Fast food slow. Spam and eggs. You know what I'm saying? Listening to a little bit of Robert Johnson there in the background. We'll hear a little more of him. But in the meantime, Little Ed and the Blues Imperials are having trouble getting the food that they like. Let's find out what's going on. I think they've got little icicles in their meatloaf. It's comfort food, but is it cold comfort? I had a girl, she was- 
Yeah, that's Little Ed and the Blues Imperials. And, you know, that is an awkward social situation. We should get daily, well, weekly food etiquette person on the show to talk about what you do when you meet somebody really nice. You're having a great time. The wine's good. The table's good. But there are little icicles in your meatloaf. What is the tactful thing to do? Well, I can tell you, Mr. Lil Ed, that you did a lot of the right things. You complimented the table. You complimented the wine, you complimented her, and you gave her a sense of appreciation. I don't know, though, you did talk about the icicles in the meatloaf two or three times, but then that's just the cycle of songs. So this is complicated. We'll have to go to another show on that, but that was Little Ed and the Blues Imperials. This is Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN. My name is Mike. Comfort food today, we talked about fast food slow a moment ago at Grange. Well, speaking of comfort, sometimes fast food doesn't give you comfort. Let me, let's talk a little bit about, let's talk about the etymology of edding, eating, edding, eating. Slurry. What is slurry? Slurry is a watery mixture of insoluble matter as mud, lime, or plaster of Paris. That's according to Merriam-Webster. Well, you can add meat to the mix. Did you know that? Did you want to know? So let's go to Wikipedia and look for chicken nuggets. So a chicken nugget, it says here, is a chicken product molded from meat slurry, breaded or battered, then deep-fried or baked. The chicken nugget was invented in the 1950s by Robert C. Baker. I didn't know what came first, the chicken nugget or the egg nugget, but I guess the chicken nugget came first. Robert C. Baker was a food science professor at Cornell and published it and published as unpatented academic work. The chicken nugget is unpublished is unpatented academic ner- <laughs> yeah so dr baker's innovations made it possible to form chicken nuggets into any shape including perhaps into the shape 
of a chicken. McDonald's recipe for chicken McNuggets was created on commission from McDonald's by Tyson Foods in 1979, and the product was sold beginning in 1980. Meat slurry is not designed to sell for general consumption, says Wikipedia. Rather, it is used as a meat supplement in food products for humans, such as chicken nuggets and food for domestic animals. So chicken nuggets are not designed for general consumption? That's another show. We'll have to spend another half hour on that after we talk about the icicles in my meatloaf food etiquette story. Poultry is the most common meat slurry. However, beef and pork are also used. This is all good news. But let's uh, get out of here for a second. Let's go to some Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. And you want something sweet? I want something sweet. How about uh, some sweet talk? Sweet talk? What do you think? Well, not right now. So, We'll get to that in just a moment. But in the meantime, I talked to somebody else this week in Ann Arbor about some a different kind of comfort food. Now, tamales, tamales, they're very versatile. And Pilar's Cafe does tamales in the style of El Salvador. Sylvia Nolasco Rivers has been making those tamales for 11 years, catering, and now at a restaurant as well as catering. I talked to her about an inspiration she had and how it came to her. You know, I think that sort of because of the love that I have for our tamales and the, the really the idea that you could pretty much do anything with tamales, I thought, why not? We This chocolate tamale actually came a couple years ago. But I was, yeah, I, I liked them, but I wasn't totally, like, convinced. And then this year, I've been on a little bit of a chocolate kick from, like, before the holiday season. And I thought, when Valentine's rolls around, we're going to do a little chocolate tamale. And, uh, and that's how that came about. And uh, I thought, hmm, the more I thought about it, I kind of dream about stuff sometimes. In the middle of the night, I think my Mayan ancestors come to me and say, you know what you need to do is make a big pot of chocolate, like just cho- hot chocolate with a Mexican chocolate in it, and then throw that right into your masa. And then I'll wake up and I go, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> So that's really how that came about. And um, I thought, you know what, we'll start with a really just a beautiful base of the masa with the Mexican chocolate in it, spices, nutmeg, cinnamon, vanilla, dried chili powders. And then that same base, then then we would um, do different kinds. So we would do uh, the ones that I have right now. Available are the organic um, raspberry. I've got a blackberry and then I have a strawberry. And the inside on the top of the chocolate, uh, the masa already having chocolate in it, we're putting Ghirardelli chocolate chips inside. Mm. Delish. Yes. So what's, uh, are there more coming up uh, in the week of Valentine's Day? Yep, next week I, uh, I will have the uh, same again, sort of the, the base of the, the masa with the chocolate, but we're going to fill in with roasted almonds and cacao, and it's going to be drizzled with caramel hot caramel over the top Wow! I know I'm excited about it I love you know like I, I like um, cashews with caramel and a big scoop of ice cream so I thought that that'll be good with the uh, with the toasted uh, almonds and and then the drizzle of the the caramel in there so yeah excellent so the tamales rest are a little smaller than the the dinner tamales. Yes, they are. Um, that's another inspiration this year and sort of a thought that uh, over the years I've always made uh, sweet tamales. 
But as you know, if you've had my tamales before, they're nice and large. They're seven and a half ounce a piece. And so at the very beginning of the year, I made a decision that any sweet tamale that we would make from now on forward, it would be a tamalito, which means a small tamale. So um, they are all four ounces. And perfect because if you still want to have your, say your nice dinner, like that number one with a large tamale and then the uh, beans and rice, plantain salad and a drink, but you think like, oh, I just want a little something else, then that's a perfect size. Just small enough that you can still, you know, fit in a little dessert without feeling that you ate too much. So that's, that's going to be from now on any sweet tamale that we make, it's, it's going to be tamalitos. Little, little tamales. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to add? If you haven't been here to the cafe, please come on by. It's a beautiful little cozy place, and you can eat here and, and dine with us and, and feel like you're in Central America. Little dessert tamales. Okay, so some of them available now at Pilar's Cafe. That's, uh, that is on Packard. No, it's not. Sorry, that's on Liberty and it is very close to Stadium, near Liberty and Stadium. It's right next to Hello Faz Pizza. That's where Pilar's Cafe is. Some of those little confectionery, confectionery tamales this week and more next week as we approach Valentine's Day. So you got your sweet tamales and you got your hot tamales. I think we need Robert Johnson back here. I sent for my baby and she don't come. I sent for the right song, and then I hit the wrong button. Here we go. Hot tamales and the red hot. Yeah, she got them for sale. Hot tamales and the red hot. Yeah, she got them for sale. I got a good set of long and tall. She sleeps in the kitchen with a piece in the hall. Hot tamales and the red hot. Yeah, she got them for sale, I mean. Yeah, she got them for sale, yeah. Yeah, she got up and said, I mean, yeah, she got up and said, I'm the mother than the red heart, yeah, she got up and said, I'm the mother than the red heart, yeah. 
Robert Johnson, The Red Hot. And we're wrapping up on WCBN here. Not, we're never wrapping up WCBN unless we're wrapping it up and giving it to you as a gift. Speaking of which, it's the 40th anniversary of WCBN. Our exciting fundraiser extravaganza starts tomorrow. Tonight, you don't have to wait for the excitement tomorrow. Tonight we have a special event. Old Soul Quartet and the Ann Arbor Composers Collective are going to play at Arbor Vitae tonight at 9 p.m. That's upstairs from Wazoo Records near State and William. That's our fundraiser kickoff tonight at 9 at Arbor Vitae. And let's wrap up here. Just a quick note. The London Shop Shop in Detroit, I've heard, is reopening more than two two decades after it shut its doors. The Detroit Free Press reports that Nico Gatsaros spent a year restoring the dining room, refurbishing the entrances, and replacing almost everything else. It opens to the public on Monday, February 20th. The London Shop House in Detroit is coming back. It closed in 1991 after 53 years, but it's coming back. So let's kick out here with some Tom Waits. This song is not strictly about food, but here's the thing. He was on Fresh Air talking about his new album called Bad As Me, and Terry Gross asked him about the sound of the record scratching sounds in the back there, and he said, it's not the sound of a record scratching, it's the sound of barbecuing chicken. This is WCBN FM, Ann Arbor. Keep listening. The fire's dying out All the embers have been spent Outside on the street Kind of perfume you wore when we 
something comforting in knowing what to expect. But when you brushed up against me before I knew your name, and everything was thrilling. Seven o'clock. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor, eighty-eight point three megahertz. We are the voice of the underground intellectual resistance movement, student-run radio, experimental and experiential, run with lots of assistance from the community. We are celebrating forty years on the public airwaves, and I'm celebrating thirty-five years involvement at WCBN by telling you that as of now, this is the only radio station that I broadcast on. And I'm very pleased to be here to play some old records for you. Here's James P. Johnson. (laughs) 